Setup family, welcome back to another episode. I have my sister Ellie joining me in the studio today. Hey Ellie. Hello, I'm back again. You're back again. It's great to have you back. Now for those of you who didn't tune in to the last episode, um, Ellie and I were talking about our personal journeys facing fear, but I'm so excited today because we are continuing the conversation. So let's dive straight in there. Now, Ellie, I know that your journey with fear, it was a long one. I think you said it was about 11 years yeah. and it was from when you were quite young. Um, can you share the moment that things sort of came to a head and, and finally began to change in your journey? Um, so for me, things kind of began to change when I decided to sign up um, for Youth With A Mission. Mm-hmm. It's just um, a Christian organization um, that focuses on just empowering people in ministry. And then there's an outreach time. Even to make that decision, you know, with fear in my life was a huge thing. And I have wow. to say, God was so upon that, that decision to go in faith, even with all the stuff over the years that I'd been dealing with. Um, So he was setting me up, but way before I realized he was. And it was in the first week. And I remember being vulnerable with um, some of the team that was actually a part of my particular school, just about my struggles. I just completely opened up, which for me was a huge thing to strangers. And then they were like, well, we want to see you free. So they got a few people, um, from that YWAM base Mm -hmm. to actually that had some experience in deliverance to come and pray over me. And I remember feeling super scared about this. (laughs) I felt sick to my stomach. I could feel my heart beating out of my chest. I was even like shivering, even though at the time it was quite warm and I had blankets around me, but I could just feel the fear manifest physically for me at the time. And, um, It's amazing because God is gentle. He knew me so well that I freaked out about anything to do with the demonic or deliverance, but the way he did it was really kind. And it was just a really gentle process of having that fear be be cast out by people that actually were so for me um, Mm -hmm. and wanted to just come around me. And I just want to mention one of the scriptures that's really important in terms of fear from 2 Timothy 1-7. And it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I had to recognize that with fear, it is a spirit. And in the Bible, whenever there was an unclean or demonic spirit, there had to be that moment of deliverance. Mm-hmm. So for me, when things came to a head was that moment when um, I had people around me to minister to me and help me in that deliverance process of actually taking that first step of having that spirit be called out and to leave and the beautiful thing afterwards is I started laughing God gave me holy laughter afterwards and I just felt warmth all around me incredible so that's so encouraging too Ellie that like in a moment things changed and obviously we'll get into this a bit later but there is a process to walking out your freedom but how beautiful to have the body the church of Christ around you in in that time and meeting you in that place of vulnerability I know and it was unexpected too like how that came about and I just I really felt like God had really set me up and As I said in the previous podcast, it was his faithfulness to reach out to me and bring freedom because I did not create that space. God was actually creating it for me. He ordained it. Um, For your journey and process, did you have kind of a deliverance moment or did it look slightly different? 
when did things um, come to a head for you? For me at the time, um, my span of, um, I guess, facing fear and going through burnout was much shorter than yours, but it all happened quite quickly and the spiral was quite intense. So I remember sort of in the worst part of it, I was just praying and asking the Lord, like, I need deliverance. I think at that time I recognized too that something oppressive had sort of come over me from Africa. I couldn't really ascertain all the specifics, but I just had a knowing, I think in my spirit, in my heart, that something unhealthy spiritually had attached to me from my time in Africa. So that's really all that I had to go by, but I was just praying for an opportunity for deliverance. And then one week, um, I ended up traveling to the Barossa of all places. And I heard about this meeting, um, of this guy speaking. So off I went, jumped in my car, went along to this meeting. Lo and behold, it was an African speaker who was speaking. And (laughs) at the end he gave an altar call for deliverance. Now that's exactly what I'd been praying for, but Oh, in that moment, I like I raced to the front, but I was petrified because I'm like, what have I signed myself up for? But I think I was so desperate. It didn't matter. So I was right up the front and he got to me, prayed for me. I ended up falling on the floor and something physically shifted out of my body. Once you had that experience of the spirit leaving, did God begin to just minister or encounter you in that moment? What happened after that shift took place for you? He ended up praying for me again, and I just remember just being laid out on the stage, just covered in this, like, incredible peace. And I just knew, I mean, the chances of going to the Barossa, being an African preacher, it just felt right, like a right fit, like you said, a God, it was a God-ordained moment, like God had really brought things to a head in that moment, and yeah, that's really when things began to change, but it was a process. And I love that it wasn't in anything that we could have kind of orchestrated or try and plan out. It was actually something so the way God did it for both of us was super meaningful to both our journeys in the different ways that he handled it, which I think is just awesome for our audience to hear that God is so he's already in the process of working out your freedom and orchestrating these divine moments where you can have those breakthroughs. Yeah, I agree. So Let's move into, I guess, the process of moving into freedom. I think there can be a bit of taboo around we live in a society where a lot of things are instant, instant help. You know, we want instant answers, but the reality is things don't always happen instantly. And I know in my experience, and we'll hear from you in a minute, Elle, that walking into freedom, it it isn't an instant process. It does take time and there are other challenges that need to be faced during that time. But God is so faithful to the process. That's something I've seen time and time again. And just letting anyone know who is in a process right now, like God is faithfully walking it through with you. But let's dive back into um, your experience again, Ellie. So you've had this wonderful experience on your YWAM base with community around you and just feeling like there was a release of something. So what was it like? moving on from that particular encounter um, into freedom and were there some things you had to work through in your mind, your heart, in your spiritual life to sort of really grasp hold of that freedom? I like how you talk about the whole instant thing because it definitely was not that. (laughs) Um, It definitely was quite a long journey 
And following that deliverance, I think one of the first blockages I um, came face to face with was that I was still feeling the fear at times. And I was like, I don't understand. I just had a deliverance. Surely that means I don't get any effects from that fear. If only it were that way. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the first blockage was that sense of like the Bible talks about, it's the truth that will set you free. And I actually had to believe I was free. Like um, that God actually had done something in that moment. He had shifted something. And obviously the enemy does not want us to know our freedom, right? So he will do anything he can to make us believe we're still in that prison. Same place. Yeah. And um, yeah, so for me, it was that sense of like, no, I am free and I'm going to own that. I'm going to declare that over my life, that something has shifted. And I remember I went to see an intercessor and I think that was a really important part of my journey because we walked through a lot of lies that had held me. And I think it was lies related to that fear because you can take the root out, but sometimes there's still the straggling weeds surrounding that or there's like other parts to it that need to also be removed so the deliverance was like the first step but then there was like all the other off cuts that I had to deal with and so I just remember just walking through with her and just listening to the Holy Spirit and getting his truths into my heart and it was like I had to replace the lies with what God was saying, what his promises were. And I I feel like scripture is very important in terms of our journey to have. Um, The Bible does talk about the armor of God and the sword of the spirit, which is his word. So we need to hold on to that as our weapon when fear um, wants to come and intimidate again. And I think a huge thing for me and a huge lie that the enemy can bring is like that fear will come back in. And um, the Lord was showing me no, like, my blood covers you, Eleanor. And that fear probably is going to try and intimidate you and influence you, but you do not have to be afraid that that will come back in again. And so that was really helpful for me to realize that I actually have power and authority now. And that fear doesn't have the ground it used to have in my life. It might try to, I don't know, like freak me out at times, but ultimately I actually have the power to say, no, I don't actually partner with you anymore. And you might have thought you had a place in my heart before, but I have given you no room. This is um, a temple of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, it was definitely, it was probably like years, even now, like that I still walk out that freedom. It's definitely not a click of your fingers kind of process. It's actually like, I feel like your whole life, you continue to walk in freedom. You continue to gain more um, authority. You continue to learn more about your identity and who you are in God and who God is for you. And as you build that, you become so strong in the spirit that nothing can stand against you. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. So it was almost as though like the truth was transforming and renewing your mind. You know how the word talks about the importance of renewing our mind, but in a very practical way and from your experience, we can really see that happening in actuality. You had to change the way you were thinking. You had to change the dialogue of fear and replace it with truth. And, you know... Your, from your experience, would you say that there were times you didn't exactly feel what you were like declaring of yourself? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's like where faith comes in because faith, it runs deeper than feelings. It is like something stronger than like what you feel in a moment. And that's like, I had to hold on to that because faith, it's blind. It is able to see things 
that are not in the natural. Yeah. And so I had to be like, even though right now I'm actually feeling a bit of fear, um, I could choose to look at that and be like, oh, the spirit of fear is upon me. Or I could be like, hang on a second, that's um, fear trying to knock on my door and I actually refuse to let it in. Like you might feel fear again in your life. In fact, that's perfectly normal. We are in a spiritual battle that the Bible clearly talks about, but we do have faith. We do have um, the weapons of our warfare, which is actually greater than the um, carnal. And we actually have access to that, which brings victory. Like God actually has already accomplished it on the cross, but he give us, gives us his word and his truth to stand upon. And so, yes, it's definitely not like your breakthrough is not based on your feelings. You yeah. actually have to I dig deeper and have that truth dialogue because I would have times where I'd feel it and I had to choose not to like sink my truth into the feeling I was experiencing at the time, but actually sink it into the word of God and into what he was saying in that moment. So I've obviously shared quite a bit about my process, but I'd love to hear what it was like for you because I think for you, it was also quite a journey. It was a journey. <laughs> and how did that look like for you? Is there any analogy that you could kind of express? I almost felt like those years of fear was like being stuck in a dark prison cell with the door padlocked and no way out. And it was like in that moment of deliverance, that door had swung open. But because fear had been a dialogue that my mind was used to and even the way that it um, affected my body, all of those things were still present after I had the deliverance. And I'll be honest with you, Elle, the very next day, fear came knocking again. And mm-hmm. because I was so used to fear, I didn't I didn't really know how to move from that corner in the darkened cell out of the now open um, prison cell door. I was so weakened, so tired, so... It just like that picture I used in the first podcast, I just felt like this malnourished skeleton of a human being. Like I'd just been so reduced during that time. So something needed to happen and it wasn't going to happen by my own doing. And God is gracious in the way that he works. And it was at that time he just put in my heart to go to Bethel. Bethel is a um, ministry school in California, in America. Um, And... I would say I was probably not, out of all the stages of my life, that would not be the stage I would choose to go to ministry school. I'm like, (laughs) I need help. I don't need a school. But it was God's grace that he put that on my heart. I applied and I was very honest with them about my process. They still accepted me into the school. And that's really where the journey began. So before I went to this school, I felt like a lot needed to be addressed and my physical health was suffering the most. So I ended up going to a health retreat center, um interstate and that was the beginning of getting my body back into a healthy place and this is where I realized oh health is it's never one thing it's never just like emotional or just the physical actually every part of your being is affected the spiritual emotional physical mental all of that had been so compounded during that time that all of them actually needed to be addressed so for me I dealt with the physical And I would say like the mental, emotional, spiritual healing came from going to Bethel. And honestly, being in a God-saturated environment, it was like they were spoon-feeding me truth. Mm. And this is going back to what you said. There is so much 
in God's truth. It, it's literally like life giving. So I felt like I went from this malnourished skeleton to actually fattening up and actually realizing the truth of my situation that that door was open and that truth was feeding me physical, mental, emotional, spiritual strength to actually get up and, and run into the freedom that God had for me. So I would say a very big part of my process was being in that God concentrated environment. Um, it really brought so much life and healing to every part of me. Um, but also the process is about every part of you. Every part of you matters and God's created us with a mind, soul and spirit. And all of those things need to come into alignment and need to be nourished. And so it was a journey of discovering myself as a whole person and what that looked like. I love that God was so thorough with you. Like it was such a holistic approach. Like he wanted to bring that wholeness into every aspect. It wasn't just one aspect, but he actually really brought you from a place of surviving to thriving in freedom. And I don't think your journey was alone. You actually had a community as well behind yeah. you that were able to to support you and help you as you started to walk out of that prison. So now that you've heard a bit about our process, obviously, um, I think it would be good to end today on what it looks like to steward our freedom on a daily basis. Like, what does that look like practically? Because the reality is, oh, we, everyone still faces fear Mm -hmm. every day, whatever that looks like. It obviously may not be to the level that, that we face, but you know, that is some people's reality. Some people are dealing with intense levels of fear and God has a plan for you and for those people to bring them into wholeness. But I think once you come to that place of freedom, there is that element of stewarding and walking it out. It's not something that you just graduate from. You're always learning. You're always growing. You're always moving from one place to another. I, I don't think the journey ever ends, though. I think it's it's ongoing. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so just to finish up, is there any encouragement or practical advice that you would give our listeners in terms of stewarding freedom on a day-to-day basis. I think I just want to mention a scripture and this is not to freak anyone out, but just to be really real about this issue. And it's from Matthew 12 and it talks about um, when an impure spirit leaves a person, it seeks to find a place to rest. And often it will come back to the house it left. And if it's unoccupied, it's all cleaned up. It's like, yes, I can move in and I can actually bring other spirits with it. And that sense of like, you know, when you have that deliverance, it doesn't end there. You have to realize it's not an like, for most people, it's not instant. It actually, to actually hold on and steward your freedom, you actually need to be walking it every day. That scripture about perfect love driving out all fear, for me, that has been a really key component is my intimacy with the Lord. I have just gone down so deep with him now and allowed his love in. And it's so true. Like his word is so powerful, but literally that's what his love has done. It's like, as I've received more of his love, that fear has nowhere to go. It has to, like, it doesn't have any place in me anymore. It has to, it has to get out because God's love is feeling all of those places and So I just encourage everyone as they walk out their freedom is to make God the main thing. Let his love just fill every single space. And that's why we need to like 
surrender totally. And that's been a challenge God has definitely been calling me into recently is like, how much am I willing to give up? How much am I willing to surrender? Because actually what I gain from losing my life is so great, Jen. So yeah, I... I just encourage people to stay in the word of God. I encourage people to draw from the community around them when they are in places where it's like super hard and super rough. You do need people on your journey. It's not an isolated journey. It is actually something that you need to walk hand in hand with others. So be vulnerable and willing to actually invite other people in and definitely make intimacy like one of your primary things in life. Jen, what about you? What's some practicals that have helped you? I would just say very simply, like keep going, like don't Mm -hmm. give up. I think an important part about walking out your freedom is just perseverance. It's, it's the day to day. If I'm honest, I don't get it perfect. And there are days I probably let fear have more of a voice, um, in my life. And, you know, that can be really hard and discouraging, but There's always a new day. There's always another level of freedom to walk into. And I think God just wants to encourage those who are listening, no matter where you're at, just keep going, keep persevering, that God is going to meet you right where you're at. And it may not look perfect. It might look a bit messy and that's okay too. The beautiful thing about persevering is we do see the beautiful promises of God, the richness of his goodness come to life and come to a forefront in our lives and it does get better I can just assure you things will get better you won't be stuck in this place and um, yeah we're just really believing for all those who are listening that your time of freedom is coming it's upon you even now as you're listening to this I pray that your hearts would be filled with faith that your minds would just be enlightened with the knowledge of the goodness and the kindness and the love of God and that you would just physically feel his love come and touch Mm. you right now. And so we just bless you. We bless all our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We love you all, Sunnyside Up family. Let's bye from us. (laughs) 